Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Aaron. If you don't know me, I'm the 11th and 12th grade Sunday school teacher. I've also been preaching in youth service. And so um, I actually asked Kevin if I could come in and share a quick devotional with you, just so you know um, kind of my heart for you guys and uh, sort of what I've been learning as I've been preaching in youth service. So I've been preaching for about six months now. Um, I've been working with Pastor Hanley. I've been really focused on delivering the sermon. I've been really focused on my spiritual leadership. Um, and I've been focused on my calling. Now, I talked to Kevin about this before. And uh, I, I, one of the reasons why I think that youth service is good is because it allows you to act as leaders. It actually allows you to serve in the church. I do not think that you are just kids. I do not think that you're like the future of the church, but I really do believe that you're the church right now, today, that you are Christians who want to use your gifts and talents and abilities to serve God. And so what I want to use this devotional time for today is to show you and maybe warn you about some of the dangers that I've seen in my time as ministering in the church. Um, as a preacher, but also as my time uh, as a Sunday school teacher and as a worship leader. So here's something kind of uh, interesting. John Ng, our, my co-teacher in my Sunday school class, um, he said something interesting uh, last week. Maybe you'll remember this. Um, he said, I see a lot of worship leaders who are up on stage. They get the praise, but eventually... They forget who the praise should belong to because their heart loves that praise. And it amazes me that the people who are leading worship are so prone to leaving the faith. And then my friend, my co-teacher, John, he continues, Now, uh, you would think that they were super spiritual, but they weren't. Okay, do you guys remember John saying this last week? I thought it was sort of like, a, oh, sort of like a truth bomb there. Um, but it did get me thinking, um, and I did... Uh, kind of have to stop and, and, and ask myself, ooh, is that, is that true? Is what he's saying real? Now, to be clear, I think that what John was saying is anecdotal, meaning it's only from his own observations. Like, I don't think there's any surveys that can prove what he said is true. But I do think that he has uh, some sort of, like, truth or some sort of insight on the connection between leading people and loving praise. I think there's some wisdom in that connection that he made. That leaders, people who lead things, maybe they are prone to loving praise. I think that it's true. I think that people do, do love the praise of man. And, and here's, here's a reason why. I think we do crave the approval of, of others. I think that in life, all of us want to be loved and accepted. And I think that when we are given leadership positions... Somebody is telling us, hey, you know, I, I think you're good enough to, to lead a group of people. And so I think somewhere inside of us, there is some sort of craving for the approval of other people. Uh, another reason is that it's easy to fake spirituality. I think that leaders, if we, if we really do love the praise of man uh, and we don't keep our hearts in check, it's easy to fake being spiritual. If we're praying and we just kind of like, oh, like, kind of like, just really get low and really like, put our hands on our knees, like it looks spiritual. If we're singing songs, if I raise my hands and I just close my eyes, you'll probably be like, oh, that guy's super spiritual right there. Um, so I think it's easy for us to, to fake a spirituality. And maybe leaders, if you love praise, uh, 
you could just keep doing that and, and nobody would say anything. Nobody's going to question you. Another reason is that I think that we look for physical rather than spiritual rewards, meaning that if we are in leadership positions, that means that you normally get good things out of being in those leadership, leadership positions. It gives you more clout. It allows you to get ahead of your peers. It gives you a voice in terms of being able to talk to other leaders and maybe getting your way. Uh, but God does not work this way. God's rewards don't uh, waste away over time. And, and he doesn't look at leadership and say, oh, okay, you're going to get more things, actually. Uh, God's rewards are eternal. Um, and some we won't even get into heaven. And so I think as leaders, let, let's really put that, that idea of leading people and loving the praise of man, let's put that in check. Okay, so I, I want to give you a couple passages that uh, kind of helped me as I was wrestling with this and trying to figure out, is that true? And if it is true, what does the Bible have to say about it? And how does the Bible help us as leaders not fall in love with the praise of man? Here's the first verse, uh, John 12, 42. If you have your Bibles open there or use your phone, turn there. John 12, 42. I want you to, I want you to see this so I'm not just making it up. John 12, 42. So all the, uh, a lot of these passages today, um, it's going to be like Jesus, and most of the time he's talking about the Pharisees. John twelve forty two. And uh, here's one solution, okay? Fear God instead of fearing man. Fear God more than man and seek only his approval. Here, this is what the verse says. Nevertheless, many of the leaders believed in him. They believed in Jesus. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved praise from men more than praise from God. Okay, so it's very clear in the Bible that it's true. There are people who love the praise of man more than they love the praise of God. So as leaders, we can combat our tendency to want the praise of man by instead replacing the fear of man with the fear of God. These leaders, they didn't want to be put out of the synagogue. They didn't want to lose their place of position of power. They didn't want to lose their authority. And they feared that, that men would take that away from them. And instead of fearing what man can take away from us, we should really fear what God would have to say when he looks into our hearts. Here's another solution to the problem about how we can fix our love of praise. We can approach God with honesty and fight against hypocrisy. Approach God with honesty and fight against hypocrisy. The next passage is in Matthew 23, 2-7. So you can scroll there. Matthew 23, 2-7. It says, The scribes and the Pharisees, they sit in Moses' seat. So practice and observe everything they tell you, but do not do what those Pharisees do. For they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, burdensome loads and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. All their deeds are done for men to see. They broaden their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love the places of honor at banquets, the chief seats in the synagogues, the greetings in the marketplaces, and the title of rabbi by which they are addressed. And see, so in this passage, you see that the Pharisees, they would do anything to obtain the praise of man, 
They wanted to make sure that people saw them up on the stage, making sure people would say, oh, that guy's so spiritual. And uh, on the inside, they did not practice what they preached. So a solution to us from loving the praise of man is checking to see if we are being hypocritical. Do we really do what we, what we say and what we tell others to do? And here's the third and final way we can combat this love of the praise of man. You ask God to move your heart and motivate your good deeds. Ask God to move your heart and ask God to be the motivation for your good deeds. Here's the verse. It's Matthew 6, 1. This one's really quick. Matthew 6, 1. Go and scroll there. Matthew 6, 1. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. So there are people who they only do good things just so other people can see them. That's messed up. The passage, it goes on to give the examples of like giving money to the needy and praying and fasting. And it says that uh, they only do that so people can look at them and say, oh man, that guy's so spiritual. And they're not motivated by God or by the love of others, but they're motivated by wanting other people to see them. And so in all these examples that I gave you, there is a common thread. The common thread is that you replace the love of yourself with the love of God. So the way you combat loving the praise of man is that you take whatever is in your heart and causing you to want that, you replace the love of yourself with the love of God. And when you do that, you have the solution. You have the solution for being able to worship God without hypocrisy. You have the solution for doing good things for God and not for the praise of man. And you, you have the solution to fearing and being afraid of men, but, but fearing God only. Replace the love of yourself with the love of God. This can only be done by looking to Jesus, who did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he became a servant. And so in the same way for you as leaders, God does not expect us to get up there and to to say, hey, everybody, come follow me. Come look how great I am. But instead, he expects us to be like Jesus, who was not like that. He was humble in heart. And he says, hey, instead of getting the praise from people, I'm going to dedicate my life to the service of others. And I'm going to lay down my life in order to serve other people. This is what success is. It's climbing down the ladder of success and cultivating a humble heart that looks like Christ. Spiritual leadership is actually spiritual service. We give our lives to the service of others and to the love of God, not to the love of ourselves. I've been really focused on preaching and becoming a spiritual leader and trying to figure out what my calling is in ministry. And in the same way, I think you're doing the same thing. I think you're trying to figure out your spiritual gifts. You're trying to see how you can serve in the church. You're seeing if there's a place for you here at FCBC Walnut to to, to exhibit your gifts and to help and serve others. But I'm also going to focus on my attitude and my posture. I'm going to focus on my heart. I'm going to be a better leader for God and others, but I'm also going to be a better lover of God and others. And while I'm going to focus on my calling, I'm also going to focus on my character. The measure of a youth worship leader is not by our outward appearances, but it's by our inward affections. Do we really love Jesus? Do we really love God more than we love getting praise from other people? Replace the love of yourself with the love of God. I believe that you are the church. Let's live and love like the bride of Christ truly is.